and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we usually watch a K-drama and then review it two episodes at a time, but today's our 200th episode! Yeah, happy 200! Happy 200, Raquel! Oh my goodness, I can't believe... It feels like... The time between 1 and 100 was infinitely longer than the time between 100 and 200. Uh, I feel like I blinked from 100 to 200 and all of a sudden we were here. Versus 100, uh, I I feel like it took us a really long time to get there. Yeah, which is crazy because I feel like so much has happened between 100 and 200 where I felt like... Between zero and 100, I guess I moved internationally and you moved probably twice in that period. Like we were, we were doing a lot, but for some reason it felt like time flew. Whereas these past two years, it's been so much more. I don't know. It feels like so much has happened in our lives and yet how have 100 episodes already passed? Yeah. Yeah, because I, th- I think what probably played into it a lot, I think we recorded episode 100 during COVID. Oh. And I think that that, I mean, we just kind of lost two years there, right? <laughs> With COVID. Mm-hmm. We lost at least a year, I'd say, that just, I blinked and it was over. It both went on for infinity and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, it was just, it was just gone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess the past two years, I've just kind of forgotten everything. But we're here. We made it. Two years <laughs> later. The, the two years that I don't remember are gone. Yeah. And I think our plan here was to talk about the things we watched in the last two years and just kind of just kind of wrap and hang out. And we don't <laughs> we don't do that very often these days. So. Uh, Yeah, we don't check in with each other either on the podcast. We talk a lot before the podcast, so we know what's going on in each other's lives, but maybe a little check-in, especially for new listeners, to be like, who's Raquel? Who's Emily? What are they doing in their lives? (laughs) That might be fun. Yeah, I think so. Do you want to do like a little, like, the last two years and maybe just... I don't know how to be normal about it, I guess is why I'm making you do it first. Yeah, just do a little timeline. I feel like this feels like an interview now. Tell us about yourself. Tell me about you. Could you you email me your resume as a PDF? And And then we'll just walk through it together. We'll just walk through each point together. You can tell me a little bit about your experiences and kind of how you feel your skills transfer to this position. Yeah. Be sure to write a cover letter about it. I will not be reading the cover letter. I will ask you to just tell me the cover letter. Thank you. That'd be (laughs) preferable to me because I do have a lot of these to get through. Okay. Right. This is now me and Raquel's podcast where we rant about how interviews suck. And yeah, cover letters are a nightmare. Resumes are the worst. I never want to ever be asked to talk about myself, but we're doing it here on the podcast. <laughs> We've created an unsafe space for ourselves. So yeah, me. Hi, I'm Emily. I'm one of the co-hosts of Play on Kate, the Korean drama podcast that I started with my best friend so that we could find other people who loved K-dramas. And we have. I feel like something that's changed over the past two years is that we've gotten a lot more interaction with our fans. We've gotten so many more emails than in the first three years. We've gotten so many more fan messages. It's very exciting. We watch a lot more recommended dramas rather than having to go out and find our own ideas and shows to watch. That's been amazing. It's like everything that we wanted. So, I uh, personally, I guess the last few years have looked like I've been overseas. I've been living in Japan for five years. I lived in Hokkaido in a very remote village for four of those years, and then I had a baby last April and then moved to Tokyo last October. I started graduate school. I'm studying international business in 
September I started that, so I'm like halfway through the program now. Um, looking for a job if anybody wants a very part-time remote data analyst. That let's do it. <laughs> let's hook up because that's where I'm at in my journey right now. But yeah, other than that, just vibing. I don't watch as many K dramas as I used to, or as many dramas. Period. I feel like. You and I had started to get into a groove of watching Thai dramas and Chinese dramas and just so many, so many dramas. When I think about how much TV time I used to have, oh, I'm so envious of my past self. <laughs> Not so much anymore, but we're still on the vibe of at least two episodes a week trying to keep this podcast running. I think people have seen that we've toned down a lot of our extracurriculars and that's just because we're overwhelmed with life in general, but for good reasons. We're very excited about where we're at. So I'll pass it over to you. How are you doing? Where are you at? Yeah, I um actually, before I forget, before I hop into my intro and forget, that was something that I thought about at the top of, not at the top of this episode, at the top of us deciding we are going to make the 200th episode be like a special different episode where we just talk to each other and try and chill, which hopefully, yeah, once we get past the intro part, it just becomes a lot like a natural flow. Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> but I know that I'm going to be pretty wooden through, through my own self description. I have to. It's my coping mechanism. Yep. But uh, something that I think that when we recorded episode 100, we were unemployed and incredibly optimistic about, or I don't know if I was unemployed during when we recorded episode 100. I had a lot less life stuff happening, and I was also a lot more optimistic about my own capabilities to complete tasks and do things that felt like work. Mm. I really struggle with day-to-day -day tasks. It's really, <laughs> really messed up. No, I just, I think I used to do a lot more. The pandemic changed me in a very special way where it made me be able to do one thing per day. Just one. I can do one thing. That thing might be work. Uh, so that's eight hours of thing. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, but it also might be watching an episode of K-Trauma, and that's the thing. And the rest of the day, if I ha have plans, those things don't happen. So I think it's interesting seeing kind of the juxtaposition of the optimism of episode 100 and how we thought maybe we would make this a job. And now we're very positive that that is not its current direction. I'm not saying it never could be, it's just that we have so many other life things happening that I don't think either of us could put in the time it would take to put in the time and effort it would take to make this a lucrative situation. And I like it. I like that about the podcast, though. I like that it's just the thing we do because we enjoy doing it and it means we get to see each other. That does still make me incredibly happy. Yeah. Yeah, I think when I, I don't know, maybe it's studying business has made me more cynical, where when I try and think about monetizing the podcast, I'm like, we don't have enough listeners. We need to work on our marketing and start engaging more on our social media, and we didn't really need to pump this up. But also, it's a niche podcast. So I think we will always be limited by the number of people who care about K-dramas and listen to podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> and that's our niche that makes it feel more intimate, like what we're doing, the people we do reach, I feel so much more connected with because we're never going to have this massive international, insane number of people listening to us. So it, it feels like the people we do reach, we get to connect with a lot more. And yeah, I guess I'm not sad about not having this massive, crazy, monetizable podcast that we maybe thought at one point we would grow into. Yeah. I think a, a couple aspects of that as well is that intimacy would make it very difficult to me. Because I do, I also feel very connected to our listeners. I hope that our listeners feel that as well. I know we haven't been great at community building and communication with our listeners that reach out to us in the past 
year or so as we've become very overwhelmed uh, just with not even podcast stuff. But we're always so excited and grateful to see those. And I do feel really connected. And this community is so, like you said, it's small and it's comfortable and it's, I feel connected to the people here. And it would feel so weird to try to sell all of you something at this point, which is not to say we would never advertise ever, ever, but I would really have to actually genuinely care about what we were advertising. Cause there are some stuff that we, we low key talk about, uh, just affiliates. It's not advertisement. It's just affiliates. We get very, very little, you know, uh, payback from, from what we do with that. The ones we have, the three affiliates we have currently that we work with. I believe in them, and so it doesn't feel as as sketchy to tell you guys, hey, if you're interested in this, and that's also the other thing, right? It's not, I could never say, get hyped, go buy, I'm not a salesperson. What I can say is, here are some things that if you like those things, doing it in this way can help us, but like, please never do it if you don't want, want to do that, right? Yeah. But yeah, that that is such a thing for me is that it would be really hard to bring capitalism into our intimate space at this point. Uh, and if that ever happens, I would really want to make sure it was a super authentic way that we did it and not in, I don't know. I, I just, the, the community is too important to me to, to sacrifice it. But I'm also, another aspect that I've always been so, so grateful for in how small and close knit and wonderful our community and the people who reach out to us are, we I've never received a single second of malicious, anonymous internet hate. Not a single. Yeah. This podcast has only brought us positive, good, wonderful things. And there has never been backlash or the, the sacrifices we have to make to be on the internet. I, I've never felt it for even a second. Yeah. And I'm so grateful. And I sometimes I wonder, you know, is is that cuz we have all the best people here already or is that because we um it's just too small and the the creeps and the trolls haven't found us. That could very well be it that just the creeps and the trolls haven't found us, but whatever the case is, I I don't want anything to ch- if it becomes bigger, I, I it would break my heart to change that and I, I would still know that you know the people who care are the people who care and and that would be fine and it, what comes comes but at the same time I'm just so glad that we've only ever found wonderful people through this podcast we found the people we were looking for when we wanted to talk with people about K dramas yeah yeah if you've ever reached out to us even if we didn't respond even if we've stopped responding even if We've let you down in some way. Just know that you have made such a massive impact on how we feel and how how much we believe in this podcast. You mean so much to us by ever having interacted with us in any way, and we can't thank you enough for that. Because, yeah, it's always been positive. We've been so, so lucky to never have to deal with the hatred and the darkness of the internet. And I appreciate that so much. I know that's lucky. That's We're very lucky for that. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me so happy. I'm yeah, so grateful. I always will be. Uh, so I've delayed my introduction for <laughs> maybe as long as I possibly can. Uh, I'm Raquel. I'm the other half of Play on K. And I... Uh, currently live in New Mexico. I have moved around a lot in the past couple of years, but in the past two years specifically, I have only made one move since episode 100. Uh, I moved from Utah to New Mexico. Uh, Emily and I are originally from Utah. We grew up for the most part there, and that's how we met. I've known Emily since we were in... I actually had just graduated high school when I met Emily, but I knew her sister uh, before I knew her. 
her sister was in my class, my graduating class. We are still very good friends. I love her sister so much. But we met when Emily started dating my very, very best friend from when I was five years old. I grew up across the street from Emily's husband. We've been playing since we were just little, little kids. And then we got older and we hung out a lot still. And then one day he said, hey, I'm dating this uh, this girl. Her name is Emily. And I said, oh, a- am I allowed to say your sister's name on the first name? I would never say last yeah. names. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, is that Annie's little sister? And he said, yeah. And I said, I love Annie. I cannot wait to meet her little sister. And yeah, we hit it off immediately. So my very best friend yeah. brought me my other very best friend. Yeah. <laughs> You were kind of intimidating at first. I mean, obviously, when you're in high school, someone two years older than you is always going to be intimidating. But I think you also had shaved your head fairly recently. I never shaved my head, but I did a very short... I did like a... Like your buzz cut. It, what, it The first go of it, I let another friend... I didn't go professional. I let another friend do the work, and he did cut it very, very short. And that's how I found out I do not have, like, the cute pixie cut hair texture. I look like I have coarse, very straight coarse hair. And I do <laughs> look like G.I. Joe in my... <laughs> If my a little more intimidating than I expected. That is, I'm very surprised that I came off as intimidating and not just a mess who let another high schooler uh, cut their hair extremely short. I mean, it's all context, right? Like we met at an open mic event at a really cool record shop in our town. Which, you know, like, looking back on it, maybe not really cool, but seemed really cool to me. And the people who frequented that, a.k.a. this person who was two years older and already best friends with the guy that I had a crush on and was just starting to date, and her other cool friends, like, I think you had brought your best friend at the time, who I kind of knew through a club at school, and he was... The single smartest, coolest person I'd ever met. (laughs) Like, just the culmination of all of those things was like, oh, this person's a a bit intimidating. She's very cool. (laughs) With her buzz cut and hipster sweaters hanging out at the record store. I was, yeah, if that, if nothing else tells you that I was an insufferable hipster in like 2011, (laughs) 2012 let it be known i did frequent the record store and all the co- all the two coffee shops in town mhm both of them <laughs> just back and forth between them oh so cool it worked out i got up the nerve to be friends with you and now we've been friends ever since we started our podcast i think just after i graduated college just like a couple months before i moved to japan I don't know why. You can (laughs) ask us. Maybe if you go back and listen to our first episodes, maybe we remembered then why we started. But I think we just kind of vaguely liked podcasts, liked listening to podcasts. They weren't nearly as popular as they are now. But we were like, those are cool and fun to listen to. Maybe we should make one. And we did a bad job of it. And... (laughs) You can go listen to all of those episodes. We haven't deleted a single one. Yeah. But... They're out there. They're still up. And I'm glad we did them because we're here now and we're so good at it now. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I sometimes worry that we aren't good at it. I think... Oh, we're not. We're better, though, is what... Yeah. I think is the important thing is that we have better mics. That's all that we've done. Yeah. We haven't gotten worse. So, I think probably. Yeah, I think I don't think so. We were much more worried about staying on topic in the early days, I think, and I don't know if that's better or worse. I assume this was always just meant to be. I the amount of people who have commented on the fact that us being us makes the podcast what it is, you know, obviously they're here to hear about K-dramas as well, but it 
it wouldn't be our podcast if we weren't us. And so I think it's probably a higher quality now that we've just kind of relaxed into who we are a little bit over the last couple of years. Yeah, we're able to start wherever we want to start. There's an expectation now that everybody has watched the episodes that we're talking about. So kind of like real friends, we just jump into <laughs> kind of like real friends. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> kind of like real friends. Uh, as, as if we are. You caught me. I've been paying Emily to be my friend this whole time. <laughs> you caught me. It's just me. It's just Emily doing two voices. <laughs> That's too real. We can't make that joke because we are sort of the same person with sort of the same voice. We do sound so much alike. There's no difference between our voices, but <laughs> we are real friends. But I think at the beginning, we tried to make it more like a professional podcast with two co-hosts. Yeah. And now we're like, no, no, no. It's just two best friends talking about a drama. So we're going to start at the end of every episode, because who doesn't want to talk about the cliffhanger first? We're going to go through characters instead of going in chronological order of scenes. We kind of have made a flow out of not having any flow, and that's been good for us. Yeah. Yeah, it makes it a better time, right? It's just yeah, it's just the time right? we get to hang out, right? <laughs> right? Is that true? Can somebody tell us? Because we do need outside validation constantly. Const I do. If if anyone ever did come to us, I might just mistake someone giving like some feedback as an absolute moral morale demolisher. I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to say there. Yeah. I just just a personal criticism. Yeah, I've got really bad like rejection sensitivity. Mm -hmm. I kind of make up rejection in my head as is, and then <laughs> as someone gives, like, one wrong word, and I'm like, I, they hate me, and I hate me, also. You can't hate me more than I hate me, so <laughs> you've lost now. <laughs> so yeah, don't critique us, just tell us we're doing a good job, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, but also, if you ever have to tell us something be so unbelievably gentle. I think there have been two people who have been like, I disagree. And I was like, <gasps> and then they did it in the yeah. most wonderful, gentle way. And I was like, today I learned how to be normal about <laughs> accepting other people's opinions on my opinion. Yeah, all the criticism, quote unquote criticisms that we've gotten have been packaged as just yeah, I disagree, which I think we do a lot of on the podcast. We disagree with each other all the time. Yeah. So it has been lovely that our experience with our listeners has felt so, so similar to just talking with your best friend and being like, hey, I'm in the best friend group too. And I just want you to know I love you, but also I disagree on this point. And 100%. Hey, emailer. Thank you. You are our best friend now. And we totally hear you. We respect your opinion. And we're going to keep watching the drama with a new perspective now that we really appreciate. Yeah. Sometimes I just change my whole opinion to be whatever theirs was. It's happened. Yeah, that's easier. I, it's, it's totally happened. And I didn't go into it meaning to be that way. But as soon as I read it, I said, yeah, me too. <laughs> Yeah, no reflection necessary on my thoughts. We'll just go with your thoughts. <laughs> Maybe not healthy, but it works for us. It's, we're here, but should we have come? We're here. <laughs> it's been a good time. I guess we should have maybe utilized Twitter or something to do more of a Q&A to know what people wanted to know about us. Yeah, maybe I'll like open up an AMA on our Instagram stories or something. Can anyone do that? I feel like anyone can do that, right? Mm. I have no idea. I don't know what Instagram can do, but that's a great idea. If not, you can comment on our website, on playonk.com. There will be a comment section. And if you have any questions, just personal questions for us, we can answer them there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't I don't know what I, I think one other thing I would definitely want to say just because it's our 200th episode. Man, I expected this to be like so much 
maybe more, but also I did no planning to make it anything more than what it is right now, you know? So, yep. to be fair, that was a very hollow expectation. <laughs> <laughs> But one thing that I would like to do, if you think it's a good idea, or we cannot, and you can edit this out, is what if we went through, just off the top of our head, this doesn't have to be maybe the committed list of why there are favorite dramas, but what if we gave a quick, like, top ten each favorite dramas? Because that's probably changed in the last- Can we do five? Can we please- Yeah, ten is a lot. Yeah, ten- Okay, top five- I thought that it might be harder to, like, narrow it down because there's so many good dramas out there. But 10, we might get to the end. And to be fair, I cannot remember past last week. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I do not remember past last week. Solid chance I try and list 10 dramas and I can't even remember the names of 10 dramas. So No, yeah. That's where I'm at. I feel like I could do a top five in no order. Mm -hmm. Like, they are just five across-the-board favorites. Because I'm not good at comparing across genres, so I'm more like, they're all number one in very different ways. But I feel like I could give a top five and then five that I think about a lot. So it's almost like a top ten list, but it's more like my five favorite dramas that are all tied for first, and then five other dramas that maybe aren't my quote-unquote favorite, they're not flawless or perfect, and I wouldn't defend them in an argument, but... I think about them all the time. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay, perfect. Do you want to do top five and top five, and then five that live in our brains rent-free, five that live in our brains rent-free? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, cool. Do you have your top five ready? No, I... Because mine will just be the same. I I proposed (laughs) doing this. Again, I did 0% preparation for this 200th episode. That is the energy I brought was zero. Um, So... (laughs) (laughs) I think... Like, I was joking when I said mine will just be yours, but I do think we will have almost the same list. Yeah. It feels almost like we we should... say, like, crash landing. Yeah. Obviously, crash landing on you is in the top five. Um, Number one. Yeah. That, number one. They're all number one. We said no particular order. They are all number one, but Crash Landing on You might be actual number one. That one was... I don't... Mine might be Mr. Sunshine. That oh, might be my number shoot. one, number one. They're all number one. See? They're all, number one. They're all number one. <laughs> yeah, so Crash Landing on You and Mr. Sunshine. Those are two big ones that I think are both in our top five. Uh, Goblin. Goblin has to be in the top five. I didn't even think it would be after a certain period of time. And then we rewatched it for our Patreon last year. And it held up. It held up. It still wrecked me at the end and in the middle and sometimes just halfway <laughs> just through an episode. <laughs> yes. Goblin. Uh, One that actually... One got knocked out, but we'll, it's gonna definitely be on my think about it a lot. It used to be in my top five. So I'll just wait to talk about that one. I'll let okay. you know which one it is when we get there. Okay. Uh, I think the next one that I, it's actually kind of hard. It's hard to like pick the last two that, that make it in. Do they have to be Korean dramas? Cause there's a Chinese drama that I really want to rewatch. For the third time. <laughs> I've watched it, it twice, Go-Go and it's Squid? like 50 episodes. Is it? It's a lot. Is it Go-Go Squid, right? It's Go-Go yeah. Squid. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you now. That's my summer break plan, is to find time to rewatch Go-Go Squid for the third time. I've been thinking about... I need to watch Go-Go Squid for the first time. I'm so sorry about who I am. It's Okay. It's a long show. Yeah, 50 episodes is intimidating. I know the first time I watched, I skipped through a lot of it because there's a lot of filler content and I just wanted the romance. So I kind (laughs) of skipped to the romantic scenes. Give me romance or give me nothing. And then the second time you watch it full full through. So highly recommend, but don't, maybe don't spend, don't just sit down and watch 50 episodes or however many it is. 
Um, I am so worried because I feel like there's so many beautiful, amazing dramas that are on my top ten that I just can't think of because I don't have a brain and I didn't bring my phone with my actual top ten list on it. Yeah, I'm the same. I am the same. I am looking up our archive on our website. <gasps> That's there's... what I was, I was going to look on Vicky. Oh, the archive isn't working. Well... Uh-oh. I'll look into the issues with our website eventually. I think one I have to put in my top five that it's tricky because it walks a fine line of either being in my top five or being one I think about a lot. No, I think it's got to be in my top five because I think about it a lot, but I have so many fond feelings about it. Uh, I really, really loved It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Ooh, that's a really good one. Yeah, that one was extremely good, and everything they did, they did well. I think my number five top-loved drama will be Descendants of the Sun. (sighs) That is such a good one. Um, That is such a good one. I don't think that's in my top five. Yeah, I think it, it squeezed its way in. But, yeah, there are so many contenders. Dang. Yeah, I think our five that live in our head rent-free will be even harder because that's... It's so many dramas at so many different times, right? Like, if I look at my child lovingly, I think of Hospital Playlist and how lucky I am to have a healthy child. And that will stay with me forever. But Hospital Playlist, it doesn't even feel like a drama. It feels like part of me. It feels... Beyond the list of dramas that I appreciated, it feels like it has entered my being and it is now part of who I am. Yeah. I don't know if there's a list for that. I think that's got to be on the think about it all the time list, but I would also go to bat for that one. So I don't know. That one's tricky. I am. Okay. My number five is, it's hard. I'm actually choosing between two. And I think there's one you would agree with and be like, that almost made it on your top five. And then there's one I think you'd be like, I knew you were going to say that, but agree (laughs) to disagree. And I'm trying to decide which one gets to be in the spot. I think I'm going to put the K2 on my top five. Oh, wow. I It's weird because it's definitely an older drama. Uh, It sort of, it could go on, it could go on the think about it a lot. Because there are, I acknowledge that there are parts of it that maybe, shoot, I'm like talking myself out of it and into the other one. No, this is- Yeah, what was your other one? The other one is, um, is because this is my first life. Mm. That one is still so meaningful to me. I didn't know how long it was going to stick with me. Uh, it lives with me all the time. I think about moments from that one a lot. In my adult life, uh, I will be turning 29 next, the week after next. And it, that drama takes place when she's turning 30. Like she has just turned 30. And so I don't know how, how I didn't expect it to become more relatable. I didn't expect it to become more relatable. It has become more relatable as I've approached 30. I think about her. The, the female protagonist in that, the female lead, I think about her all the time. Oh. I really, there were so many parts of that I related to, and it came at a time I needed it, and sometimes I wonder if I need it again. I did restart watching it a couple weeks ago, but I didn't stick with the rewatch, so I might have to get back on that. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't edge out the K2. I think my top five edged out the K2 purely because they're more romantic and i love a good romance and that's the one area that k2 just could not oh. hold up so the romance in the k2 is so bad every other aspect of the drama is so good <laughs> that's it that's all she wrote yeah. like the k2 is essentially perfect except for the romance if they had deleted all like, romantic storylines and deleted all scenes that hinted toward romance, I think the K2 would still be the same drama. 
because that's how unimpacted I was by the romance in mm-hmm. the K2. It's just fine. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely on my can't stop thinking about it list. It's very good. Uh, Should we jump over to that? Yeah. Do you feel good about your top top five favorites? Yeah, I think I'm going to put because this is my new life in there. <laughs> and then I will talk about okay. we'll have the same lists pretty much because both of us have we think about the K2 all the time yep. on our K2's list. K2's on our cannot stop thinking about it. Yep. Um, one that I have been thinking about for years that's so random <laughs> is called Kill Me, Heal Me. Oh, I was just looking at, at something about that. Um, it's such a weird and beautiful and good show. And I think I even skipped a couple episodes and I still am so enraptured with how funny and touching it is. And I think about it way too often. I need to watch that. I actually never saw Kill Me, Heal Me. So I, yeah, I need to put that on the list because I know it's a big one. It's a big one that a lot of people have seen and I never stopped and took the time. Uh, yeah, I, I've only heard good things about it. It's good. Um, my second one next to the K2 that's on my list that I think about all the time is my mister. Oh, I think that's interesting. I never think about it. Yeah, I think about it so often. Uh, it was so pervasively sad for most of the drama. And I remember just needing the sadness to let up and it didn't and it didn't. And it, I, but I also, there were so many really, really good moments in that one. And the actors just blew it out of the freaking water. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, that's a really good one. Uh, my third one is Suspicious Partner, another Ji Chung Wook drama. <laughs> I love that man. It just, to me, is so representative of. It's, it was the same time as the f- summer that I graduated college and we started this podcast and I was living in my dad's basement and it was just such a transitional time in my life, but it was all colored by this beautiful, funny, weird, sweet, sometimes uh, almost like a thriller in some ways, K-drama. It had so much going on. There were so many genres packed into one drama, and it very much colored that one summer for me that was very formative in my own life. So I think I have this deep emotional connection to that drama, and I cannot forget it. Yeah, I really, really liked that one. I don't, I don't know, though, because you brought it up and I was like, oh, really? I don't, I, that's one I don't think about very often, that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of reversed, where Suspicious Partner is your My Mister, where I think... Yeah. It's definitely one that is very specific. What did I say about the one I was going to put on the list previously? Do you remember? And then I was like, I'll tell you when we get there. Oh, no. I don't even remember it. I don't think you told me anything about it. Yeah. You just said, oh, God, we'll have to play the tapes back. Yep. Well, God, it might not make it on there, I guess, because I can't even remember which one I was thinking. I thought that I had so much to say about it, and I guess I just don't. (laughs) I guess I just don't. (laughs) Whoops. Uh, Okay, sorry. My next one. Are we on number three or four? (laughs) I've lost count. I think it's your number three. Okay. I'm on number three. I... (laughs) It's weird because I'm putting this one on the list because we think about... We. I say we. We have talked about it so often, but not really in a positive light. But I can't not, like, I think about it enough that it does have to be on that the list. I think about Chicago Typewriter all the time, because I think it's the only no. drama that we got to the end of it. And it was the only drama we did for the podcast. And we were like, why? <laughs> We've watched some (laughs) other ones that weren't that, weren't very good, you know, or we didn't really, but those ones didn't stick with me the way Chicago type. I think it was the first drama that we got to the end of it and we thought, I don't know why we 
did this. We had not super positive feelings about that K-drama. And I think I feel guilty about that sometimes because other people had really positive feelings about it. And so I think that maybe that is an aspect of why it sticks with me is I can't figure out why you and I have such a different opinion from most of the popular K-drama community that, you know, you hear from pretty often. You know, people put that on their their top list. And you and I both were like, nah, it's gotta be on the lowest five of the ones I've seen. Yep. (laughs) Oh, that's an interesting one. I do feel like my... I've felt very validated with the feedback that we've gotten from the K-drama community where other people who have listened to our episodes have said, I agree with the points you made, and I appreciate that, obviously, because everyone likes being told that they were agreed with. But yeah, I've felt validated in that our the things that we weren't pleased with are things that other people maybe weren't super in love with either, but they were able to look past the flaws to really appreciate the other parts of the show that we also appreciated. And I think we just got caught up in, no, we're not going to forgive their wrongdoings and just spend time appreciating all the good parts. We really want to... Because most of the drama was based in the present-day storyline, which we weren't in love with, and then they had some story set in the past, which we were in love with. And I think a lot of other people were able to be like, eh, the present day stuff is fine. I'm not crazy about it, but I really love the past stuff. So that makes it a great show overall. Whereas we were like, nope, you get an F with the present day (laughs) storyline. So your A plus with the past storyline is not going to even out. Okay. (laughs) It's gonna be a C drama. It's a C. Sorry. It's a C for us. So I don't know. I feel like people don't disagree with us as much as we thought they would. But yeah, it was, it's interesting that it's on so many people's like top five drama lists and it's on our bottom five for sure. Yes. It's funny that now it's like taking up space in your brain, though. It does. It fully takes up space in my brain. Because whenever people are like, have you ever seen a drama you didn't like that much? Because I have been asked that by people who don't watch dramas. And mm. they, I've been asked, you know, favorites, and I've been asked least favorites. And I immediately say, <laughs> Chicago Typewriter. Chicago Typewriter. It was a letdown. Yeah, I feel that way sometimes... In my memory with Strong Girl Do Bang Soon, oh, where man. I remember being absolutely in love with the show until you watched it and you were like, you gotta rewatch because some of, some of these storylines are just not okay. Yeah. It's so and good yeah. that some of the storylines are outstanding. In that. And the relationship with the leads is so cute. I, I that would be a top Five for me, except just one aspect of the drama was super, super disappointing. I don't love how they um, made their gay characters the butt of jokes. Just Mm -hmm. constant. It's not... At least it wasn't like they made him the villain, so that's nice, sort of. Except the same actor played a villain uh, that was the comedic release villain, and then they made... Uh, their, yeah, their gay character, just the butt of every joke. And then they also made a lot of jokes about the two male leads uh, in their direction. Like, that would be so awful and scandalous. I don't know. I just, I I think we've danced around the topic a lot of our problem with strong woman Do Bong Soon. I, I'm a little bit done dancing around it. I, I was disappointed in the, in the representation in that show, which sucks because the female representation fucking rocked. It was the dopest. It was so good. A a super strong woman with super strength taking on a man who's victimizing women in her community and bringing down an evil. Amazing. Nearly flawless. All they had to do was was not make a joke out of the additional representation they put in the show. The the representation of a gay character. And if it was... If it was an inclusive joke, 
if he was just a funny person, that would be one thing. If he if he was making the jokes, that would be amazing. There were so many directions they could have taken it, and they didn't. Mm, yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't my number four yeah, or sorry. five. Yeah, I, I sorry we to get us off track. No, I've totally done that. This episode is significantly longer than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. <laughs> um, four and five. Four was kind of in line with your number three, where it's not a show that we were crazy about, but it's a show that I think about a lot, which is The King Eternal Monarch. Oh, that one I also almost never think about. Wow. But I know what you mean, where it's maybe not a favorite, but there was so much to it. And it had a lot of potential, and then it just was so wild. It was just so wild. Yeah. It was all over the, the place. The setting, the concepts, the alternate reality was just so cool that I cannot stop thinking about, yeah, how much potential that show had to be everything that we wanted from it. So it's it's my number four. <laughs> that one, that's a, a good one to think about. It's kind of a brain buster. Uh, my number four is... Man, I've gone back and forth again on quite a few. I think I'm probably going to do Her Private Life. I really enjoyed that one. That one would also have probably made it into the top for me. Whoa, except yeah. it got kind of... They did like a storyline, at uh, some unnecessary storylines at the end, I remember. All of a sudden, it's like the drama should have wrapped up, and then they said, now nah, we'll keep it going for four more episodes with this surprise storyline that no one really needed and isn't that well thought out. Yeah. Shoot, I don't know if this is spoilery at all. It's just, it. a lot of dramas introduce, I guess, stuff at the end. New storylines. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's kept it vague. Yeah. But yeah, I think if we had planned ahead and made a top 10 list, Her Private Life and Flower of Evil would have been on my list. Those are good. But those, I don't think about them very often. And they're not like top five favorite dramas of all time. They were just, they were top 10 for sure. Yeah. Super good. I think Her Private Life was so important to me because uh, it was incredible chemistry. Yeah. Oh. The leads. And the soundtrack. I still listen to the soundtrack sometimes, which is such an odd one. Oh, it's really good, though. But I like it. It's so sweet. Yeah. Um, my number five, one that I think about, that I think I liked more than you, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but it's Huayugi, or A Korean Odyssey. Yeah, I think you liked that more than I did. I don't know. There was... There were, again, aspects that I loved and then aspects I was just like, eh, this feels like it's been going on for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I really liked it and I think about it quite often. Yeah, I liked the costumes in that one. The wardrobe. That's what I think Amazing. about most often. I think about um, Hongki a lot. He played the shoot. I can't even think of his name now in, in Huayugi, but he... He played the... He's like a god of pigs or something, like the pig god. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I really like him. He's an awesome musician. And uh, I listen to um, FT Island a lot. And I remember that. Yeah, so uh, I, I do think about that one quite a bit, but mostly in context of him having been in it. I think about him when I listen to his music and stuff. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I'm on number five, right? Yep, your last one. Okay. The, oh, it's super, super, super hard. There's two that I've kind of been going back and forth on that could both easily qualify for the Think About Them A Lot list. Between the two of them, probably the one I think about more often is Oh My Venus. Ooh. Yeah, that's another top ten that I think used to sit at my number one spot a lot until we rewatched it. And I was like, this is still, I love the romance, but there are factors in the show that have just aged not the best. Yeah, there were more parts of it that I noticed the second time around, for sure, than the first time yeah. that I maybe was like, ah, ah. But that said... It's still, like you said, phenomenal. The romance is so good. The chemistry is amazing. I love that they gave really robust stories for all their secondary characters. 
uh, it wasn't afterthought storylines for them. They yeah. all got really, you know, well connected, well thought out, and completed storylines that I was I really liked. And that's where we met Henry Lau, who I also love. Oh, that good boy, Henry, our boy. I love him. Yeah. I love him. What was your kind of number six? I'm just curious. Uh, healer. Ooh. I was curious because I thought of that as we were talking, mostly when we were talking about the K2. But I was like, I have never once thought of that. It's only come up in this one moment because I, we were talking about Ji Chang Wook dramas. Yeah. Yeah, that one's so good. I don't know why it... I don't know what it is that makes it maybe not on either of the list because it was phenomenal. I really liked the the storyline and and all the places they went with it. But yeah, I don't I I just don't think about it as often as I think of Oh My Venus. Yeah, there's so many dramas that we think about that are live in our memories that are on our favorite lists. Like if we had to rank all the dramas we'd ever watched, it would be an amazing opportunity for reflection, but also it'd be very hard to do. And every drama is so beautiful and so unique that I think this section of our podcast has not done them justice in how much I want to talk about our K-drama journey. But yeah, maybe episode 300 will be a little bit more organized and we'll be able to create a list of all the dramas we've ever watched and actually rank them. For now, this is what my brain can do. Yeah. This is all my brain can offer. And I hope people send us emails or go on our website and leave a comment of their two top five lists or even just one. Like, do what, do what you want, but share with us your favorite dramas and we can get ideas for what to watch next because we're always looking for new dramas to watch. But just know if... Especially if we watched your favorite drama for the show, or if you've ever told us what your favorite drama is, that we loved it. It's not that we were like, you know, unless it's Chicago typewriter, then no, <laughs> Sorry. you're wrong, and we didn't like it. <laughs> but probably your favorite show is one of our favorite shows somewhere on the list. We just have our... Well, top five, and it's such a tiny section that we're sorry if we missed your favorite show. Yeah, but we want to hear about it. If you haven't told us about your favorite show, do tell us about it. If it happens to be one we didn't watch, we will watch it. Yes, please, please tell us. I think that's it for me. Yeah, I think we should wrap this one up. <laughs> we have another. Yeah, I think we should stop talking. <laughs> We've talked for a while. <laughs> yeah. It's getting hot in my room. Me too. Yeah, I my dog just freaked out. That will probably be edited out because uh, I stayed quiet while it was happening. That said, what that means to me is food is here. So, And I think my baby just woke up. So we will see you next time on the next episode of Play on K. Yeah. K-bye. K-bye.